discouragement came from a place of love. So I actually lost friendships over transitioning into tech in my career and was, I just had people that trying to talk me out of it and like, are you sure you can do that? You don't want to do that. You shouldn't take this risk, you know, all of this kind of stuff, even knowing how miserable I was. And so that's one of the things that I tell people is like, you know, I'll always believe in you. And at least you have one person, you know, hopefully you have more. And at the end of the day, though, you have to do those things for yourself. Welcome back, everyone. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Bearded IT Dad, where we give you advice and insight on how to grow your career in the IT field. Today, we have a very special guest back with us. We have Regina, who is going to tell us her story and how she got into the IT field, how she went from a watermelon farm to being the head of product and implementation, correct? That is right. It has been quite the journey. And to me, a miracle <laughs> that I'm even sitting here talking to you today with such a title. So yeah, it's it's definitely a crazy story. Yeah, exactly what you were saying. I was born on a watermelon farm in Florida and then grew up largely on a farm in Kentucky. Really, really rural, really remote. I'm the first woman in my family to even graduate high school, the first to ever serve in the military and definitely, definitely, definitely the first to work in technology, which surprisingly came with a lot of challenges to get to where I'm at because of that background. So uh, just like a lot of people, you know, during COVID, I was let go from an industry that I had worked in for many years. That was really rough. Um, I've kicked in doors with the police and broken up drug rings as a property manager, which is kind of an odd thing, but I was kind of a specialized property manager. So my job was to kind of go into these communities that had deferred maintenance and criminal activity and drug rings and all of that hoopla and fix them up so that they could be sold at a higher profit than they would have been able to with their current condition. And so, you know, like I, my favorite story is one day I had most police liaison and they would tell me license plate numbers of who they were looking for and things like that. And I would always find them. So I called the police and they show up and just one officer. And he's like, Hey, Regina, like, we're really slow. We're kind of, you know, everything's going on right now. We're short staffed. Would you mind just watching the back door for me? I'm just going to go knock on the front door real quick. And he just walks off and leaves me there. And I was just like, what is like, what do I do? Like, what is my course of action? Like, does if someone runs out of the back door, just like, Oh, like, what is there a signal? Can I have like, do I take them down? Like, is there a certain hold that I use? Like, can we just talk about this, please? And uh, fortunately, nothing happened. So yay. But yeah, I did that for 10 years. And it was really rough. Like I've had people yell at me. I've had people spit in my face. Like, it, it was a super rough and emotional career. And then as soon as they sold the property, I would move to the next one. So I've moved 25 times. So I am grateful for that experience. So, cause I feel like I I've met a lot of people and a lot of personalities. And I think that that's kind of helped me with my role now as I kind of uncover kind of pain points and emotional connections or responses that people have to software, which is a really surprisingly a big number of issues that come up are from those personal and emotional responses to software. Um, if somebody successfully implements it or works with it or not. So I'm grateful for that. So, you know, during COVID, like so many people, I got the phone call 
and I was let go. And I remember sitting there thinking, I really feel like I should be upset or angry or sad. Or, And I just remember I felt this like overwhelming sense of peace and relief. And it was really, really odd because I actually knew in that moment that my story was about to change, like something was about to change. And I knew I didn't want to go back to property management ever again. And so I did what a lot of people did. I signed up for a coding boot camp and I went for front end development because that was the only course they offered that I could afford. <laughs> I wanted to go for all of it. But, um, you know, cause I had seen so many amazing things. Like I had actually worked for Square Enix at one point, just as a customer service person. But in that, I actually got to meet with and talk to a lot of the developers who to me were just these amazing magical wizards that could take ones and zeros. Cause in my mind, you know, I knew nothing about coding languages. So I'm thinking binary still. I don't know what they did <laughs> and make these huge worlds and these characters and these stories and just just from nothing, they could create it from nothing. They were just magic for me. So I wanted to learn to do that, but I just couldn't afford any of the courses that came along. I was an unemployed single mom at that point. And so I went to the front end coding camp and I learned, you know, HTML and CSS and JavaScript and, you know, all of those things. And when I graduated, I was looking for work. And one of the only things that I could find that was like a maybe they said, um, you know, we want to talk to you maybe a little bit more and we will call you back kind of thing. And it was like $15 an hour. And $15 an hour as a single mom is not, you know, depending on where you live, but where I lived, it was just not a doable thing. So I gave up. And that was like the best thing that I did. I know it's going to sound weird, right? <laughs> but giving up on myself, I actually started applying for other property management jobs again. And I remember I got a phone call and through the whole interview process, they wanted me to oversee like this huge portfolio. It was just definitely one of those roles where they were really taking advantage of somebody and just trying to basically work them into the ground, but have all of this done. And I got off the phone right. and I remember being really upset because the job interview went really good. <laughs> And I knew I had this job and I was like, I do not, I don't want it, but you know, I needed the money. And I feel like a lot of people kind of can probably identify with that, that sometimes you have to make those tough choices and do things that you don't want to do. Um, but then I got a second phone call and it was from another property management company. And they said, we got your resume and we definitely want to talk to you because I had tons of experience. Like I said, most people last one year just so to have somebody with 10 years experience is like a unicorn for them. Right. And so they said, we see here on your resume, this one word that honestly, I had just, I was out there just, I was throwing things on my resume, just trying to keyword, you know, whatever. Right. And it was Trello. And they said, all of our teams are remote now. We're the largest property management company in the U.S., and we're looking for a place where we can get together and collaborate and communicate and making sure that we're not missing things. We have different departments that need to connect with each other. And we were wondering if you would come on as an independent contractor and set us up and train us on this. And I was like, yes, right away. And just between you and me, confessions time, and I really hope no one from that company is watching <laughs> this right now. 
I had only used Trello for about 20 minutes in my entire life. <laughs> like I said, I was just putting those words on that resume and hoping it got yeah. somebody's attention. Um, which I think is probably something else that some people could probably identify with. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'd never been an independent contractor before I had really kind of minimal technical knowledge of how this stuff all worked. Right. So I did what any good developer or coder or someone in it would do. And I Googled it because we all know that's a huge part of your careers. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I, I looked up how to make an independent contractor contract and an agreement and I sent it over to them and they just signed it, accepted it right away. So it was like, boom, I'm in. Okay. Now I just have to learn how to do this thing <laughs> that they want me to teach them to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I learned how to make a deliverables calendar and, you know, all of this stuff. And I taught myself the software basically as I was training them and it was amazing. I, I hit every deadline. I hit every one of the things that we had set on the deliverables list and finished on time. And when I applied for the job that I, what, what led to what I have now um, as an implement, just implementation and learning and development, they were my number one referral. And when my current company called them for that referral, they said, she changed our lives. If you don't hire her, you're making a huge mistake. And I'm telling you, people, that's the power of Googling your way through your career. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. So, like, yeah. yeah, just research it, right? You can learn anything. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and so many people say, like, you know, have this, like, mindset, like, you have to be an expert on everything to be able to land these jobs. And you don't. You're, you're not expected to be an expert. Like, very rarely are you expected to be, like, expert level or even decent knowledge level, you know, but what the key thing is, is understanding where to find that information and how to find that information and be able to, yeah. to implement that you know, on the fly like that. So absolutely. I think that's so amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that you said that because I think that you're absolutely right. Like, I think that's where a lot of like imposter syndrome and, you know, things like that come into play. And I always tell people when we're talking about their careers and stuff that, you know, if somebody comes to you with a task, which is the worst way to go, pretend you know what you're doing. And then six months from now, it's not that good. You didn't deliver it on time or you have to admit that you didn't know it or just owning it right in the beginning. Because to me, that seems super professional to say, I really want to do that for you. And I want to get it right. Can we work through how to make that happen? And I mean, I would never be mad if one of my employees said that to me, I'd be like, absolutely. Thank you for not setting us all up to fail on this because we're relying on you for it. And then, yeah, I mean, even like head of IT, who's an amazing person and who actually recommended me to the role that I am now with the company, he's been with the company for years and still struggles with imposter syndrome. And it's still said to me as we're innovating and building things and technologies are changing yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to do that. Like, let's, let's figure it out. And he really empowered me to kind of speak in that space too. So no one expects you to know everything. Why would you? Right, exactly. And you can't nowadays at the rate technology is evolving. You have to constantly be learning and the willing to learn. And if once Mm -hmm. you know that and are okay with that, 
this field just got a whole lot easier and a lot less stressful, you know, and mm-hmm. it is perfectly acceptable, like you said, to say, gee, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. Let me go do some research and I'll come back to you with an answer for that. That is a hundred percent and sometimes even a preferred answer. Like, you know, I'd much rather mm-hmm. prefer hearing that from my employees than them trying to like lie through their lie through it or trying to, you know, fib their way through it or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I, I just don't think enough people realize that in the field. And that's that's why I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's true that, you know, as your roles change too, I mean, asking those questions and looking for and seeking those answers with my team, that's the reason I got into the position I'm in now. So I, I started off working with uh, training and development and implementation because my company had this really forward vision on, we wanted to build our own softwares and our own technologies and things like that. And there was really nothing in place that was something that we could give the users to, you know, learn how to onboard or train or any process for what that looked like. We just basically had this product in the box and like this next step and implementation is a huge step. I mean, if you build something great, you are going to get some adoption off of it. But if that adoption process is even bumpy, you're going to lose a lot of that. And it's kind of like I mentioned, you know, it's weird how much emotion and feeling is in software. And, you know, you have to code with empathy, you have to code with knowledge of your user base and things like that. And so because I had started off in that role and I built our entire learning and development implementation process, I was able to kind of see where we fell down. I was able to see the holes in the room for improvement and things like that. And I worked with our head of IT and we were really successful in that to the point of where he actually went to our CEO and was like, hey, you know what? we've got something here that's going to help us. And so they brought me in and it was the weirdest conversation because, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so this was basically me creating a whole new role. And they literally told me like, pick your title. And so (laughs) that was huge. (laughs) Like, all right. And I did. And so head of product and implementation is the role that I chose. And that's, What's in my email signature? And that's what was accepted. Very nice. That, that's so cool. Yeah. And such an inspirational story. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it, it is to me, you know, it's been a really good story to tell others. Um, you know, I do some coaching and helping women get into technology or people who are looking to transition roles. And, you know, one of the things that I learned that I kind of touched on earlier briefly was, you know, with my background, it was really interesting how discouragement came from a place of love. So I actually lost friendships over transitioning into tech in my career and was, I just had people that trying to talk me out of it and like, are you sure you can do that? You don't want to do that. You shouldn't take this risk, you know, all of this kind of stuff, even knowing how miserable I was. And so that's one of the things that I tell people is like, you know, I'll always believe in you. And at least you have one person, you know, hopefully you have more. And at the end of the day that you have to do those things for yourself and it doesn't matter where you came from. Like my first experience with technology and some of you probably won't even know what this is, is the bunny ears that went on top of the TVs to get signal for the two channels that we had. 
getting just the right angle on those. But I'm going to take it a step further. Here's where I got really technology. The aluminum foil that you yes. could put on them, you know, that, that made the signal better. <laughs> <laughs> and that like, if I can go from that to literally leading experienced teams, because I have like... I have that understanding of what it's like to not be technologically inclined and trying to learn a new software or, you know, what that means when you build it and what that means when you teach somebody. And I think that the important thing to really take away from it all is like, regardless of what your story is or where you come from, your story is only yours. So there is something in you and a skill that you have or a story that you can tell or a knowledge that you have that literally only you have and you have to find out where that fits it's going to come up you just got to find your fit and for me it was like i never would have put my aluminum foil knowledge to think that that was going to help me where i am now building technologies for teams all through the united states and actually i'm getting ready to start working with our international team soon and it's like you know it doesn't matter if you think that you can do something that doesn't mean that you can or can't what you think has zero effect on what's actually going to happen. You're either going to do it or you're not. Absolutely. So if you were to give anyone like one piece of advice, like one piece of advice to someone that is looking to start in the field, what would it be? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that I think that I would remind everyone that technology is a really small word compared to how broad and what it actually includes. I mean, there's technology literally in everything. So I th- I guess keeping in mind that, you know, where you start today is not where you have to be tomorrow. And to just try everything until you find that thing that lights that fire in you that you really do identify with. Because, I mean, my role, I didn't even know my role existed until one day it just happened to randomly come up in a YouTube video. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's what I've been looking for, you know? And so I think that just try things and open yourself to opportunities so that the answers can find them, find their way to you. And I guess that there's, you know, there's a saying in the country and I'm going to change some of the verbiage on it just for maybe some of the <laughs> the viewers that might not appreciate the language of it, but <laughs> you throw enough spaghetti at the wall <laughs> and some of it's going to stick. And so it's true. I mean, I've, I've tried so much. I've, I was in the military. I was in the medical field. I've worked in laboratories. I was, uh, the person that made the wax molds for a handgun company. I, I mean, I've just done so much. I've at one point I sold off brand perfume out of the trunk of my car. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I got wrapped up in something. Don't go to those. Okay. Like if somebody says, Hey, we've got something really good for you to sell. You do it out of the trunk of your car. That's an automatic. No, oh, okay. God. That's not, yeah. that's, that's not an opportunity you want to leave open for answers. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've literally done so much. And if I hadn't done all of those things, it wouldn't have led me to here. And I have no idea what my story is going to be next, but just try just try stuff. And if it doesn't fit, so what? Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. Don't quit. Just try the next thing and just open yourself up so those answers can find you. That's my number one advice for what to do. 
in technology and how to get into it. Just try, try it all, do all the things. Amazing. And such, so motivational. And I really hope all of you watching, you, you took at least something away from that, you know, to just go out there, try, you know, take that leap of faith and you never know what might happen. Um, and that can be applied to so many different things. So uh, if people want to connect with you and, you know, talk to you more and maybe get some more advice and stuff, where can people find you? Yeah. So right now, the best place to find me is on LinkedIn and it's Yarcat, Y-A-R, and then Cat, C-A-T, coaching. And so you can definitely connect with me there. I love it when people connect me on LinkedIn because as you grow out your resumes and things like that, you put skills on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm happy to endorse those for you and things like that. Just kind of give you a little boost on things. And I share a lot of tips there. I actually just shared that I came back from Puerto Rico the other day and posted this awesome picture. <laughs> I flew first class on the way back from this work trip that I had in Puerto Rico. And I didn't realize that this was like the Instagrammer first class where you could like the lay flat seats. And I had like all my little mimosa. It was like amazing. <laughs> but so I share jealous, a lot of like so interview jealous. tips to how to build your resume. Yeah. <laughs> um, build out your resume and, you know, tips of how to overcome like jealousy from people in your lives when you're changing your career. And then I'm also starting my own YouTube channel and that will also be Yarcat Coaching. And so you can definitely join me on there. That'll be probably within the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. And you know what? We'll make sure and link all that information down in the description and show notes below. So if anyone wants to find you or follow you, we'll all be down there. Thank you again for taking, awesome. taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for taking so much time and giving so much great advice and motivation uh, to hopefully someone out there to help them advance their career. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you as well for all the tips and advice and all the time and all the videos. I mean, it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy to make these videos. So thank you as well for having me, but also all your other videos and all your other guests for making it so that someone like me can find you on YouTube and maybe figure something out with their lives. Uh, absolutely. And thank you so much. That, that means a lot. And, you know, my, my whole thing is to just try to help everyone out there. Um, maybe just get that spark, you know, like we were talking about earlier, that the little bit of the aha moment, this is for me spark. Uh, that's what I'm trying to accomplish with this channel. So having people like you sharing your amazing story was what makes it all possible. So thank you everyone for tuning into this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, keep learning.